Before we kick off today's episode, a quick last reminder to ask us a question that we can include in our end of season review episode. We want to answer some of your questions, whether that be about books or podcasting or life in general. You can head to whatyouwillearn.com slash vote, V-O-T-E. You can type in a question or even better, record yourself. Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. Today we are reviewing The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Very nice. Mate, this is a bit of a stoic philosophy book without ever actually mentioning it. He's just taken thousands of years of stoic wisdom and repackaged it into a pretty simple, pretty digestible little book. Mm, very, very simple book. It's in the area of, I'd say, uh, inspiration and motivation. Um, gives you a bit of a slap up the ass to get you going. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great book, so we'll get into it. Basically, he says that you know we're all dissatisfied with something. You know, our jobs, our relationships, our place in the world. We want to be do something more. We want to progress somewhere, but there's always something standing in the way. That's the obstacle. I mean, everyone listening now has an obstacle of some sorts. For everyone, it might be different. But this thing in front of you, this issue, and it might seem overall negative. But what this book is saying, what if embedded inside this thing that you perceive as a real pain in the ass in your life actually contains certain benefits and benefits that are only for you? Yeah, so that's exactly what this book is about. Most people might see an obstacle and think, oh, this is blocking my way and then try to avoid that obstacle. But he's saying rather than viewing the obstacle as bad, instead you need to say, how can I make this good? So rather than just trying to ignore the obstacle or go around the obstacle, he's saying use that obstacle as the way to go through. The obstacle is the way. The obstacle is the way, baby. <laughs> so whatever we face, right, we're going to have a choice. We can be blocked by these obstacles or we can actually advance through them and over them and actually be better off because of them. So the book is in three different parts. Part one is perception. Part two is taking action. And part three is all about the will. He starts it off with a story uh, about Thomas Edison. This is back, you know, 120 years ago or something. And it was 5.30 in the evening. There was a big explosion in town and a messenger came to Edison's house and he said, big old Tommy, there's 10 buildings on fire. This is half your laboratory. It's on fire. Come help us. You know, we've got eight crews of firefighters down there trying to put it out. Uh, And obviously there was a a hell of a lot of stuff in Edison's factory, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of stock countless original ideas and inventions that he had but Edison just calmly walked into town and just watched the fire and he actually turned to his son who was with him and said with his childlike voice go and get your mother and all her friends they're never going to see a fire like this ever again in their lives so the insurance also didn't even cover the damage so he lost an estimated 23 million dollars in today's dollars and countless original inventions that really would never be recovered so basically it's his whole life's work and its whole life's income he's brought up uh, all into this factory and right now he's watching it on fire and he's telling his son, come and look at this, mate. There's <laughs> uh, an exciting fire going on. Apparently, like, because there was some chemical stuff in there, there was some sick green and purple flames. Green and purple flames, fireworks blowing out <laughs> everywhere. So it would have been a sick fire. Yeah. But, you know, me, most people wouldn't look at the green, sick firework flames. They're thinking, fuck. You know, there goes my whole life's work and all yeah, the money. literally up in flames. And he says that, you know, instead he said, okay, we're going to rebuild. I'm 67 years old, but we're going to start all over again tomorrow. All we've done is got rid of a lot of rubbish. So he lost in today's dollars an estimated $23 million. But what he did was he got back to work the next day, 
started inventing some cool new shit. Uh, he sold $10 million worth of revenue the following year and then $30 million the year after. That's in today's dollars. And then just bang, went on from there. So rather than viewing this as a major obstacle, a major problem that's completely ruined his whole life's work at 67 years old, instead, he viewed it as an opportunity to start fresh, start from scratch, rebuild, make some cool new shit. And that's exactly what he did. He ended up having his best inventions yet come after and probably because of this fire. Now, for everyone out there, you're going to get slapped up in some kind of way. You might not get slapped up like Edison did in terms of a big factory fire, but anytime you get an obstacle of some sort, you face the same decision that Edison did. You can let this obstacle um, destroy you or you can or you can see such a crisis as another kind of opportunity where you can grow or become better uh, in whatever your goals might be. That's what he says is whether it's fair or unfair, the obstacle, that's there. It's up to you. You can see it as a crisis or you can see it as an opportunity. You can either see blind success or you can look at things with ruthless objectivity. Some people can lose control of their emotions, whereas others remain calm. So it's up to you to choose how you're looking at this outcome. He's saying, you know, it's an objective thing happens. It's your perception that makes it either good or bad and up to you whether you see it as a full crisis or an opportunity for growth. Now, one of the main things you need to do when this obstacle rears its head in your life, first of all, you need to steady your nerves. So um, unexpected problems come out of nowhere. You know, your best worker quits. Computer system can't handle the load. A bit like my HP Spectre at the moment, which was a bit of a disappointment. Um, You're out of your comfort zone and you might need to confront a stranger on the street. You might need to public speak to a crowd at your office or whatever. But when this obstacle rears its head, you really need to steady your, your nerves and uh, not get too carried away with it all. Yeah, it's important to really control your emotions because if you panic, when panic sets in, if it, it overrides your entire system, you know, it makes you ignore the rules, you disregard procedures, you deviate from the plan, pretty much if you see any of these as a crisis and start to panic, you completely lose control and that's when you get off track and that's when this obstacle is going gonna, is gonna to smack you down rather than become an obstacle being the way. So when the obstacle comes, you can say... Um, this some people would say this happened and it's bad but this is actually two different impressions the first this happened is objective Hmm. when you start saying it's bad all of a sudden it's subjective you're starting to warp your own perceptions around something that's subjective and this is what uh can lead you down the wrong way yeah that's all about the perception like it happened that's objective you can't change what happened you can change how you view it so he's saying you can alter your perspective because you need to remember it's up to us how we choose to look at things we probably can't change the obstacle we can't change what happened but we can change how we view it and then we can change how we approach it and take those next steps you can focus exclusively on what's in your power and that's um, having a great understanding of what's objective when you start focusing on the things that you can't control Mm. you lose a lot of your power so we want to be Mm. focusing on the objective things that Uh, actually enhance our power and then every ounce of energy that you've got can be directed to the things that you can actually influence so you have the highest uh, probability of a great impact of um, knocking the obstacle out of the park. Mm, I think that was a quote from uh, Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In. She said, the quickest way to give up power is to think that you don't have any. So you need to realize that you do have power and focus on what you can control. Don't focus on the things that are outside of your control. All right, let's bring it down to a practical level Um, and he's, he's... Got an example here. So, and this is an example that we've probably all had at some stage of just a real um, dickhead boss. And so, you got a boss who's been an asshole to you, been conniving or whatever. Uh, what Ryan's saying is, what if you could regard this boss 
as an opportunity instead of a disaster. So this boss might have been driven you up the wall to the point where you're like, fuck it, I'm going to quit my job. But instead, you could actually see it as a unique opportunity to improve yourself. You can actually uh, prepare yourself for the new job, but at the same time, you can start trialing new styles of communication, standing up and being assertive against your boss, all with a perfect safety net, understanding that you're going to quit anyway. So you might as well take this as an opportunity to try risky shit that you wouldn't have uh, tried otherwise. Exactly. Two very different ways to look at the same objective situation. If you were just looking at this is this guy's a dick, this lady's a this lady's a dick, you know, that's outside of your control. You can't change that. Whereas if you can focus on what you can control, you can focus on, you know, trying a brand new project or trying a new style of communication or standing up for yourself or whatever it is. That's using the obstacle, getting through it. You're going to be better next time rather than just giving up. And in shifting the perception, you can actually, the obstacle can put yourself in a position that were actually better than the starting point. Mm. So what advantage do you have of everyone being polite or pulling their punches? When these obstacles rear their head up, if you just warp your perception around it, you can actually be uh, net positive rather than net negative in pretty much every single obstacle situation. Okay, so that's part one is perception. So it's all a matter of how we look at things. There is a whole bunch of objective things in the world that happen. There are a whole bunch of obstacles, but it's our perceptions, how we view those things that determine if we see it as a crisis or as an opportunity. And obviously, we want to be viewing these as an opportunity. Now, this part two is action. So obviously, once you've something's happened, there's an obstacle, you see it as an opportunity instead of a crisis, the next thing to do is to take some action. You um, I love how you say action. I reckon you sound a little bit like Bane off Batman. Oh yeah, action. <laughs> Gets you really excited. I can really tell. It does, mate. So yeah, it's all about action. Um, you can't just be sitting on your ass with these obstacles. You get you get, get moving, eh? So the first step is, you know, you got to take the bat off the shoulder and give it a big, big swing, which we always uh, <laughs> sw- love it. this take analogy swing, always mate. creeps it creeps its way uh, into the podcast. So. Um, you know, the obstacle is going to be scary in some way, so you need to get up and, and swing at it. If you want to go anywhere, you obviously need to start. And that's the most important thing is taking that first step, taking that first swing. And so, obviously, the first thing we do is the perceptions. We've seen it as an opportunity. Now, we're not going to try and avoid this obstacle. We're going to go through this obstacle. And we're going to use this obstacle as a way of getting to the other side, which is the whatever improvement we want. And it means we're going to be better at going uh, it means we're going to get better at using these obstacles we're going to get better at taking action and then next time the obstacle comes up we're going to be better again so that's the important thing is to take that first step take that first swing take some action don't be paralyzed by the obstacle and once you start attacking the obstacle quitting isn't an option it cannot even enter your head abandoning one path for another might be more promising because when you start coming up against this obstacle the root of uh, least resistance is always there for you to choose, but no, you're taking the hard route and going hard at this obstacle. So, you get to practice persistence. Mm, exactly. He's saying don't give up. He's saying you can change paths, you can change approaches, but that's very different than giving up. You can give up the approach that you're currently on, but you can't give up trying to take that obstacle. So, you need to obviously keep going at that obstacle. You can try something different, but the important thing is to just practice persistence keep trying at it keep chipping away if something's not working try something else but don't give up he's got a sick quote here we are a to z thinkers fretting about a obsessing over z yet forgetting about b through y yeah that's it you can't just think of where you are and where you want to be there's a whole bunch of steps b through y in the middle 
and we can't forget about that. So you've got to get stuck in and, and keep doing it. And that's the persistence side of the equation. So sometimes on the road to where we're going or where we want to be, we have to do things that we'd rather not do. We have to uh, do some of the little bullshitty tasks that you uh, not aren't necessarily the high highlights going to be the highlights of your career. Yeah, he talks about how some you know presidents who used to be you know sewing suits for rich people, and he talks about some university professors that used to be janitors. But he's saying that you know if, if all you're doing, if you think, oh man, I'm too good for this, I'm, I should be president, I should be a university professor, you're really wasting these opportunities that are in front of you right now to practice taking action, to practice persistence, to practice going through those obstacles. So he's saying you you can't just dream of this fantasy later in life. And, you know, phone it in, take your paycheck, do the bare minimum. You're saying that at every step along the way, you should be trying to do the best you possibly can. Only self-absorbed ask assholes think they're too good for whatever their current station requires. Bang. So, to whatever you face, whatever the job is, when you're going against this obstacle, um, however small this thing might be, you know, you need to approach it with hard work and honesty and helping everyone else the best way you can. Mm, that's a big one is helping helping others. He says that if you see whatever you're doing as a burden, you're looking at it the wrong way. There's always going to be something in it for you to learn, to develop, to grow, to get better at. And he says that in anything you do, you've got just three little duties. One is hard work, two is honesty, and three is helping others and yourselves along the way. So whatever you're doing, there's always going to be opportunities for you to practice hard work, for you to practice honesty and to practice helping others all right so we've warped our perception around the obstacle we started to take some action uh, whatever the obstacle might be for you um, once you get into it you need to practice persistence to get through to z to get through the obstacle but at the same time you're doing all this there's a good chance that none of this is actually going to work in the mm. first place yeah he says that in every situation there's going to be something that blocks your path and often what that that block is going to present opportunities with it and you know we're taking action but we need to realize that sometimes this is not going to work at all and so whatever we're doing there's a big chance that it's it's not going to work again it comes down to perception so if someone you love hurts you which might be painful right now there's going to be a chance to practice forgiveness and if your business fails then there is a chance to practice acceptance and if there is nothing else that you can do for yourself at least you can try to help others so, no matter what happens, there is an opportunity to see the obstacle as being the way and you can actually end up better than where you were in the first place. Yeah, he quotes Duke Ellington to say that problems are a chance for us to do our best. So, whenever there's a problem in front of you, it's just really an opportunity for you to practice some of these stoic ideas that he's talking about throughout this book. So, part three is will. He says the discipline of will and he's got a few things here that you need to do. You need to always prepare ourselves for more difficult times. Always accept that we're unable to change. Always manage our expectations. Always persevere. Always learn to love our fate and what happens to us. Always submit to a greater, larger cause. Always remind ourselves of our own mortality and of course, prepare to do this all again. Every time you think that you get to the end, you overcome the obstacle, prepare to start this cycle once more because another obstacle is about to come and make its way into your life. That's it, man. It's preparation. So when things are going well, you need to get your shit together and build yourself up so that you're actually really prepared for when things inevitably you're going to... Uh, shit starts hitting the fan. So you're going to have better luck toughening up yourself than you are uh, trying to take the teeth out of the world, he says. Yeah, if you try to try to if you try to change the world and change what happens and think, oh man, life will be so much easier if there are less obstacles in the world, 
then you, you're fighting a, an unwinnable battle. But if you think, okay, there's obstacle, obstacles coming, it's up to me to build up myself in order to overcome those, you're onto a winner there. So when things are going well, the path of least resistance is a terrible teacher. I mean, when things are going well, it's quite easy to not choose the doing tough things because you're just cruising along. But you can't afford to shy away from the things that intimidate you and keep building yourself up when things, things are going well. Yeah, I like that quote. I like that, you know, the path of least resistance is a terrible teacher because what he's saying is if, if you take the easy way out, if you try to go around the obstacle instead of overcoming the obstacle, you're really learning nothing on the way. You're not, not only are you not overcoming that obstacle, you're also making it the next time an obstacle comes out, you know when you're as prepared. Whereas if you can tackle this obstacle now, the next bigger obstacle next time, you're going to be more prepared for. If you take the easy way out, you're a, you're a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That word just seems to creep in despite how hard we try and avoid um, using that word. So, also in this area of, um, you know, preparation, talks about anticipation, which again is real, it's got deep roots in uh, stoicism and it's all about this like pre-mortem thinking ne- negatively. So, before you get started getting having a crack into this obstacle, whether it might be a new business or anything like that, start thinking about what are the worst things that can happen down this road so you can actually start preparing for some of the worst so your plan and the way things turn out actually rarely resemble each other yeah if you if you whatever you're about to take on if you can imagine the worst possible thing that could happen and you're prepared for that worst thing that's much better than just assuming that everything's going to go well and then you get a nasty surprise one day so he talks about in business the idea of you know if you're starting a new business or a new product or a new idea have this pre-mortem so it's almost like okay this this idea failed what were the reasons that this failed? So it's almost like projecting forward and thinking what's the worst thing that could happen and then using that worst case scenario to plan contingencies around it. So he's saying that you can't just you know think positively and everything's going to work out well. He's saying that you need to think of what's the worst case scenario and prepare for that and then anything that's not the worst case scenario is a win. So he starts going adding a few tools, additional tools in the tool belt um, to, you know, have a go at these obstacles he says one thing you can do is go for something much bigger than yourself so if you've got the goal to help other other humans survive and thrive and contribute your little bit to the universe before it swallows up swallows you up and you cark it then because you're doing something bigger than yourself all of a sudden your ego uh, doesn't matter as much because helping others comes first so that Mm -hmm. means you can actually go after bigger obstacles yeah, that's right, man. That, that ego, man. The ego is the enemy, that's for sure. It's another one of his books, isn't it? <laughs> so, that's one, uh, that's one um, tip in the tool belt. Another one is this idea of meditating on your mortality. Memento mori, remembering that you are mortal. So, everyone listening to this is going to die at some point. So, he's saying that realizing that you are not immortal, remembering that you are mortal and that you are going to die someday... That's a, a strong and powerful thing to really build your will and to keep tackling these obstacles. It'll make you see the whole world through a different lens. Say if you've got an obstacle just sitting there, uh, if you just think you're going to live forever, which a lot of people don't, re- they by not meditating on mortality, that's probably the default thinking, then you could probably go years and years and years without tackling the morta- tackling this obstacle. I mean, if you think about your mortality, you probably start looking at things through the lens of regret. Mm. So, you start thinking, what, if I live a life not tackling this obstacle, um, what's that going to look like compared to living a life at the end? I remember I actually hit these obstacles really hard 
um, I grew because of them and mm. I was much better because of them and I, I made the world that little bit better because of them. Yeah, he says that everyone's heard the stories of a man or a woman, they nearly die for whatever tragic accident that nearly takes takes their life and then they step back and they take stock of their life and they think and then they emerge a completely different and better person because of having that near-death experience. They've got this new lease on life but he's saying that's a a very rare thing and a pretty dangerous thing to just wait and for, for that near-death experience before you take stock. He's saying you can do that right now by realizing that you could die at any time. Our, our, you know, he says that our grip on life really is very light. So if you can recognize now that you know at any moment you could just cark it, you could step out on the street and get hit by a bus, that's some serious, serious impetus to do some obstacle shit. That's serious meditation impetus. And now the important thing, he says, is prepare to start again. Whatever happens, as soon as you overcome an obstacle, the next thing is going to slip its way in, in, into your uh, into your stream. He says that there's no end. Whenever you successfully navigate one obstacle, another emerges. So you need to prepare to start again. He says that because you, he says that you've improved because of the obstacle by getting through the obstacle, getting over the obstacle, not by going around it. So be excited for the next obstacle to come. Now obstacles are going to come in all shapes and forms inevitably throughout your life you're always going to have obstacles so there is a huge value i think in understanding and changing your perception of how obstacles are which again will change how you act toward them uh, and which will really change results for what you come up in life so i think this whole philosophy in this book is really valuable if you can actually take it on i mean if you really think about it one road where you just don't do anything because the obstacle compared to the road where you actually tackle each obstacle and grow because of it i mean they lead to two different kind of lives in the long run don't they absolutely man the obstacle is the way so that's the book hey that's the book so that's the book uh obstacle is the way if anybody out there wants to buy a copy of this as one of their christmas presents we definitely recommend that if you're going to do something like that uh, go ahead and use our link. We get a, a 5% cut in it. Um, it's through Book Depository, so you're not going to find a cheaper price anyway with free delivery and so forth. So we'll appreciate that. Uh, and the link is in the show notes, so go ahead and click it.